We want to be learning Lekutzi Sichas, Chelek Yudzayin, the second Sicha for Parshas Kudeshin. So in this week's Parsha, it talks about many mitzvahs which are Ben Adam Lechaveri, and amongst them it tells us, that you, that you need to love a Yid as yourself. And Rashi tells us over there, that Amr Bikiva Zeh Klal Gadol B'tayra. So the question that's asked is that Lechaveri, we know that Rashi's coming to explain the Pshutish Mikra. But Lechaveri in this Pirish of Rashi, what is he coming to add? What's not understood in the Pasik that he has to tell us that Abhi Yisrael is the Kla Gadol? So Mephorshim seemed to be saying that Rashi is trying to express how important Ahavta Lerecha Kamecha is, that it is the Kla Gadol. Similar to what Hillel told the Ger, what's hateful to you, don't do to others. This is the whole Tyre and the rest is a Pirish. So Rashi is coming to stress how important it is. But Lechayr, that wouldn't fit, according to we know, the rule of Rashi, that he's always coming to explain Pshutei Shemikra. He's coming to explain any issues that there is in the Pasik to make the Pasik understood. And while he is explaining the Pshut Mikra, he'll also put into it in Yanam of Yer Sashem, in Yanam of Yene Shal but he never comes specifically just to tell us an Inyan of Avedus Hashem or just an Inyan of Yene Shal It's always to answer a question and to explain the Pshut Mikra, and within it, he'll also give us a rise on Avedus Hashem. And the second question is why does it say, why, why do we have to give a name, Rabbi Kiva Oimer? We know the rule that when Rashi gives a name, it's always coming to answer a question for an experienced uh, student, a Talmud Mamulach. So the idea is, as mentioned, that this, this week's parsha talks about many mitzvahs which are ben Adam lechaveri. For example, uh, not, to, not to take revenge, not to hold a grudge, lefnei eva leisit michshal. So the question is, since obviously Yisrael means that you're loving the fellow, your fellow as you love yourself, that means just how, just like you yourself don't want somebody to hold a grudge against you. You don't want someone to trick you. You don't want someone to, to take the kama against you. So the same feelings that you have for yourself, that's how you're supposed to treat someone else. So why do you need to have both the mitzvah plus also tell us the love and just tell us and automatically we're not going to do all of these things that a person wouldn't do uh, for himself and just to quote to you the Lashon of the Chinuch who explains this mitzvah which will expresses this idea very very well so the Chinuch tells us that Avis Yisrael is a mitzvah of, of uh, Ahavas like avas and nefesh, it's an ava that a person has from his, uh, uh, like he loves another person like, a, like, like he loves himself. And he brings the klal of Rabbi Akiva and he explains why is this a klal? It's because when, a, when you love another yid as much as you love yourself, but mela you're not going to steal and you're not going to do any adultery with the other person's uh, wife because you love him, like you love yourself. You don't want these things done to you. And then he says that the, the dinim of this mitzvah are actually included with this in the mitzvah itself. Meaning, the klal is conduct yourself with your friends as you, would want your, as you yourself would like to be dealt with. And then he continues that those who fulfill this mitzvah, they are semeach betoivis. Uh, they're actually happy when someone else, good things happen to them. So it's, the idea is that, according to the chinuch, that the mitzvah of Yisrael is to literally love your friend. And through loving your friend, all the other mitzvahs, which are ben al-chaveri, I taller on that. Because when you love it, automatically, you won't do all those other things. Masha'ink, and if you don't have, then all the other mitzvahs become much, much more difficult. So this is really the question. We just mentioned Abis Yisrael, and then Mimela, as we said, all these other mitzvahs will come from it. So the explanation is, 
This is what Rabbi Kiva is coming to, uh, Rashi is coming to explain to us when he brings Rabbi Akiva. That within the Torah, whenever there's a, or many times I should say, when a mitzvah is mentioned, it will tell you the klal, and then it tells you the protin, the specifications, the details of the mitzvah. For example, we have the mitzvah of, of um, Shemitah in Parshas Bahar. As we know, just like the Klolim and the Pratim of um, Shemitah, what says by Sinai, who would then all the other mitzvahs? So, what does it tell us over there? It tells us over there the Klal is Shofsa Art Shabbos Lashem, that the earth shall rest. And then it starts telling us the different details of this mitzvah. Yeah, like Lysizmor, Lysizra, Lysixer tells us about not planting, not pruning, not. Um, harvesting, and all the other different details over there. So what do we see? The Torah first gives the klal, and then it gives specifications of that particular din. Another example, which is even more interesting, is we see by a shomer chinam, so a shomer chinam who's guarding an item for his friend, if that item is stolen from him, he's not obligated to pay back his friend, and, but the rule is he has to go to Beisden, and he has to make an oath that this item was uh, stolen from him. So the Pasik tells us that he makes an oath, al Koldvar Pasha, al Shor, al Khamor, al Simla, al Kolaveda. That he makes a shavua on all any Dvar Pasha. And then it gives you specifications. You know, a shor, a chamor, a cloak, etc. So the question is, once you tell us that's al Koldvar Pasha on any item, why are you giving us examples? Elamai, what do we see? That the Torah tells you a klal, and then it gives you specifications, even specifications or details that you would have known on your own. If it would have just said, I'll call Dvar Pesha, you would have automatically known it means a shor of a chamar. And it says, call Dvar Pesha. And as Rashi tells us over there, why taka does it tell us shor and chamar? So it says, Dibar HaKasav the Pasuk is telling us that which is common. It could have mentioned any animal. Why does it mention these ones? Because these are the most common. So we see that the Torah tells you a klal. It doesn't just satisfy itself with that klal. It will give you also details. Sometimes those details you would not have known uh, without the klal. Like for example, by Shemitah, it says, You wouldn't have known you know, what exactly is the shvisa from. Is it from anything which has to do with the field? Is it specifically... Uh, sowing and harvesting, we wouldn't have known, so it tells you exactly what it is. But other times, you would have been able to figure it out yourself, like in, by the, uh, like the Shemir Chinam. It says, called Pesha, that means everything. You don't need to give any examples for it. Elamai, that is the Derech of the Torah, to also give you examples, give you details, even when they're self-understood. And as Rashi explains over there, because the Dibar HaKasav Bahiva, the Torah tells you, you know, how things are. You know, the Torah is telling you the rules. It also gives you the applications and common applications of those rules. So Huadin is also by Avis Yisrael. So Avis Yisrael is a klal. It's a klal gadol. It's a general principle. You should love your fellow. And what are the pratim? What are the details of this particular mitzvah? So that's what we have uh, this whole parsha and many other parshas of the Torah, ben Adam lechaverai, if it's not stealing, not murdering, not doing adultery, or like, like not taking revenge, lifnei evil like all of these are details and expressions of Abish Yisrael, that when you have a love for your fellow, as much as you love yourself, these are ways how this Ava is able to be expressed. So those would be the details of this union of And the reason why Rabbi Kiva says it's a Kla Gadol is because usually by a Kla the Klalim and the Pratim are right next to each other. You have the Klal, Shelf Sa'ar, Shabbos, Lashem, and then it tells you the details. It tells you, I'll call Dvar Pesha, then it gives you the details. But over here, by obviously, Sirol, it's a Klal Gadol because it's not just in this Parsha. It's throughout the entire Torah. Whenever there's a Ben Adam Lechaverai, this is also always the Klal for all of, the, uh, all of those mitzvahs. It's the general underlying principle that 
motivates you and um, pushes you to do those things correctly. And as we mentioned already from the Chinuch, that from the mitzvah of Abish Yisrael, it's toloi all the other mitzvahs. So that, that's the answer of the Sicha. Why, at least for one of the questions, why it says, uh, why we had to bring a Klal Gadol Meaning is, what was the problem of the Pasuk? The problem of the Pasuk is, once you have Avi Yisrael, why do you need to mention all the other Lavim? So the explanation is, it's because we're just giving you a Klal and the Prat. So just like always throughout Torah, you have to give a Klal and a Prat and all the different details. Same thing over here. It tells you the Avi Yisrael, but then it needs to give you all the common uh, examples of it or, or details of it. Um, so this would explain why the Torah maybe gives the, if obviously Sroll could be really anything, any way of uh, things that you would like, why does it give these specific ones? So Papashas, because these are things which are common. Uh, maybe another explanation we could also say is that these are uh, applications which are very important for society, not stealing, not murdering, like Sinai. So it gives you also the most important ones, right, you know, most common and also the most important to have a society so it tells you specifically what they are. Okay. Let's discuss now two additional points. We'll do a little Ian. Uh, it's it's Alder Chalacha. The Rebbe mentions in Ha'aris, he talks about this topic, Alder Chalacha. So it's not necessarily Pshutah Shemikra, but we're going to talk a little bit to broaden the topic a bit by discussing Alder Chalacha. So, first of all, um, we said that this is a Klal Gadol Batar. This is a Klal. So, usually we know we have in the Yudgim Amidis of Yishmal that we have different rules when you have a Klal Uprat or Pratu Klal, we have different types of rules. So the question is, would these rules also apply to what Rabbi Akiva is saying? For example, if we have a Klal, Klalu Prat, that when you have a general rule and then you have details, so the rule is that the general, or the general Klal has to be followed only according to the details. So for example, Shemitah, it's not that the land has to rest from everything, Minotaira, it's just the items that the Torah itself says it has to rest from, you know, sowing and, and harvesting, not everything else. So what would be the case with Shabbos? When we say, sorry, what would be the case with Avis Yisrael? Is Avis Yisrael only expressed through these mitzvahs that are mentioned in this parsha, Or could it be expressed Anything that you do for your friend, you know, you share your drink with your friend. Is that also an expression of Avas Yisrael Minotaira? So the explanation would be that over here, it's actually not really connected at all to the ideas of the Yud Gimel Midas of Yishmael. The Yud Gimel Midas of Yishmael are talking about a regular Klalaprat that you have in a parsha. So when you're talking about in one parsha, or even if it's well, let's start with one parsha. You have a klal, and then the pratim tell us what the ramifications of that particular klal are. But over here, we're having a klal which is through many different parshas of the Torah. So, the, 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 you know, both before Avis Yisrael and after Avis Yisrael, you're going to have pratim, and then you have the klal of Avis Yisrael. You have more pratim later on, especially in Chumash Devarim. You're going to have many pratim of Ben Adam Lechaverei. So, this whole idea of the Yud Gimel Midas would not apply over here um, because it's not a prat to klal or any of those. Uh, uh, Klalim that Rabbi Shmuel said. It, that's why it's called the Klal Gadol. Therefore, Bepashtis, Avis Yisrael would be a general principle, meaning is that you need to have Ava to, to your fellow uh, man. And, um, and then the Torah gives many applications of that particular mitzvah. But the truth is, since the mitzvah is to love, therefore, 
it could be expressed in the things that the Torah said, plus any other way, sharing a drink with your friend, according to this, would also be the mitzvah of Av Yisrael. That might not be one of the examples the Torah gives, but it will be definitely a mitzvah of Av Yisrael. So it would be interesting, I guess, that halachically, if you did the mitzvah of Av Yisrael with one of those uh, let's say, you don't do revenge because of obvious Yisrael, then not only fulfilling the mitzvah of obvious Yisrael, you're also fulfilling this idea of not taking revenge. Masha'inkin, if you just, let's say, share a drink with your friend, um, then you're just fulfilling the mitzvah of obvious Yisrael. It's not going to be also one of these other uh, details which are in the Torah. Which that really takes us to the second discussion, which is, once, what, what would exactly would be the categorization of these pratim. Since we have a klal of Avis Yisrael, why exactly do we need all the pratim? So we explain that that's not really a question, because again, the Torah gives you the general principle, and then it gives you examples and details about it. Um, and as we said, it's probably the most common details it will give you, or the more, most pertinent examples over here. So it's not a shayla, but would be something very interesting. When you do the mitzvah of Avis Yisrael, what it isn't like? What's the purpose of their halacha to also have a laugh? So, this, the most simple answer you would say is that in addition to the mitzvah of Yisrael, if a person takes revenge, not only was he mivat the mitzvah of Yisrael, he also did an aver of loisikaim. Fine, but there's actually a very interesting idea that Rav Perla in uh, his pirush on the Sefer Mitzvah of the Rasag tells us that he says like this: that there could be examples when a person won't have the obligation of Avis Yisrael. But since these things are also lavim on their own, they would still be applicable. For example, you're not allowed to curse. So Mitzat obviously Yisrael, just like you don't want to be cursed, of course you can't be cursed as someone else. But what happens if the person is Michael? He says, I don't care if people curse me. And like he really doesn't mind and he's completely Michael. So then Mitzad the Mitzvah of Avis Yisrael, it wouldn't be a problem to curse him because he doesn't care, it doesn't bother him. But Mitzad, the, since there's an aver of Loisakalo, you, you wouldn't be allowed to. Another example, a person says, uh, you're, you can hit me. So, of course, there's a inside obvious Israel, the person doesn't mind. Let's assume he means it earnestly. You know, you guys are boxing or something like that. So then, Mitzad obvious Israel, it would be permitted. But Mitzad Isra of not hitting another Yid, that would still be, of course, a problem. So even if there's not the Mitzvah obvious Israel, you'd still have the Lav, which is an Inyan Bifneyatzmai. And again, this is Adir Chalacha, because as we said, Mitzad Adir Chapshat. Uh, these things are expressions of obviously Yisrael, so I wouldn't know. I don't know exactly how Rashi would learn it. Is Rashi specifically saying that these are just expressions of obviously Yisrael, or even according to Rashi, it could be that even if these are expressions of obviously Yisrael, but once the Torah gives these uh, um, these particular mitzvahs, these mitzvahs themselves have their um, you know have have their detailed laws of how to fulfill them. So, for example, you know, mitzvah obviously Yisrael, you wouldn't steal. Of course not. You don't, you don't like to be stolen. You don't want things stolen from you, so you wouldn't allow to steal something from someone else. But once the Torah tells us, like Signai, the Torah gives us a lot of details of how that's supposed to be fulfilled. That if someone does steal and he's caught, then he has to pay double. If he steals a shore and a, a, or, or a seh and he gets shechted or he sells it, then he has to pay four or five. So once we have these lavim, there's also a lot of added details which are included within it. So it could be even according to Rashi. Um, there could be the general mitzvah, but then each one that the Torah gives specifications for, then you'd uh, have to fulfill it dafka according to those specifications. Masha Inkin, if it's just, again, a regular idea of obviously Yisrael that you have on your own, uh, you know, as I said, you know, sharing some food or something like that or helping someone out, that's nothing specific, then you'd be able to do it any way 
that you would want to do it. Okay, I just thought that, w- that was an interesting discussion. So going weiter in the Sicha, this will be part two, is the Rebbe has two more questions. Or really, these are Rashi's questions that he's trying to explain through his Pirish. So the question number one is, and the Rebbe says this Lashon of Alderach, the question, which is uh, the, the, the popular question of how is a Shaykh to give a commandment of Amidah Shabalaf? So the Rebbe says Alderach, and I want to focus on that because, again, I saw, I saw some translations that they translate as, as if that is the question of the Rebbe itself. Like to borrow the question, the famous question, that, that's, but, but that's not actually Rashi's question. So let me tell you what the famous question is, and then to tell you exactly what the Rashi's problem was and how he'll answer it. So the f- famous question is, is regarding Abbas Hashem. So the question is, how can you command someone to love God? You know, it's an emotion. So I can say, turn on your emotion. So the answer the Altar gives is that you're supposed to, uh, the mitzvah is to meditate. And that is the mitzvah, something that you do have control of. The mitzvah is to meditate, and hopefully that will bring to Abbas Hashem. So the mitzvah is to do whatever you can to bring to the union of Abbas Hashem, but not that that, 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 and, and the taklus, of course, is Abbas Hashem, but of course, you cannot command to give an emotion. The commandment is to, do, to, to think and to be Zboinen, which will bring the emotion of Abbas Hashem. So this is not, so, 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 so what's Rashi's question, though? So Rashi's question, the Rashi, Rashi has the question of Pasuk, something which is al This itself, that how could you give a command, is not a question of Pshutishimikra, because we find many mitzvahs in the Torah, he says, by, uh, he says, the whole purpose of Chinuch, the Rebbe writes in R15, the whole Teichin of Chinuch of the Ben Chamlis Shemikra, and even before he reaches the age of five, is, to, is loving his parents, loving B'nai Yisrael, loving Hashem, loving uh, Torah mitzvahs. So we find that many mitzvahs in the Torah all have the connection of some type of an emotion. And we know that the child is being taught these emotions. You're, you're, you're teaching your child to love Hashem. You're teaching your child to love every uh, Yid. So you're teaching your child to love Torah mitzvah. So it's not a shayla, a pshuta shemikra. The Rebbe says, kol kach, how could you give a commandment for love? Because the reasoning is because you're training the child from a young age how to love, uh, you know, Torah and Hashem, etc. And as the Rebbe explains then in R16, that al pshuta shemikra, the Torah tells you actually how to come to avas Hashem and these other um, emotions. Because regarding avas Hashem, it tells us that I have to shem Why? Shehu asha Hashem you're supposed to be, you shall love Hashem because He's your God. Meaning is He's the one that protects you, takes care of you. He's the one that took you out of Mitzrayim. So the Torah itself tells you how do you come to love of Hashem through thinking that He's your God and He took you out of Egypt. Meaning is that there's a certain Hakar Satayv or there's a certain reliance on Hashem and uh, also recognizing His power, whatever that is. Therefore, that brings you to an office Hashem. And even a child can understand this concept that Hashem takes care of you. He took us out of Mitzrayim and He's constantly helping us and that brings a, a love of Hashem. But by Avis Yisrael, the question is, not how can we have Avis Yisrael, but the question is, how can we expect every single Yid to love every other Yid? The question is, how can it be that Yedr Yid, that he should have a love to every other type of Yid? Because I understand how I can have Avis Hashem, because Hashem is my God, Hashem took me out of Mitzrayim, He's constantly uh, taking care of me. But when we're talking about love to another Yid, who says the person has ever done anything good for you? On the contrary, maybe the person has done things which have hurt you. 
Uh, second of all, maybe the person has no qualities or redeeming factors. It's a person that you really don't respect. So by Hashem, you respect Hashem. Hashem has done many things for you. So you can come to love Hashem. But how are you supposed to have obviously Yisrael for every single Yid? I have no respect for this individual. He's never done anything good to me. And the Pasuk doesn't tell you how to have obviously Yisrael. And even more than that, the, tar- the Pasuk tells you actually to have the love should not just be stama love for another year. It has to be kameich. It has to be the same thing as self-love, which we know is the most powerful love. And actually, this is the, the Ramban says, He says it's impossible that a person should be able to love his friend as much as he loves himself. He says it's not even shaykh. Therefore, the Rambam says, what is the mitzvah? The mitzvah is that you should conduct yourself with your friends as if he... Um, you should conduct yourself to your friend as if you loved them as much as yourself. Meaning just however you would want to be treated, that's how you should treat your friends. So it's not that you actually have the love, but rather you should conduct and act in a way as if you love them as much as yourself. So it's not a real love. But according to Rashi, Rashi doesn't say that. Rashi just says, So of course Rashi is going to be learning if it wasn't Kipshutai, he would have to tell us this. As the Rebbe actually tells us in R19, that according to these other Meforshim, like the Ramban and others, after the Kamecha is not Kipshutai. And the Kavana is only that the Asiyas Tevil Chaveroi should be as if you had an Ava Kamecha. But from this, but this that Rashi is Stam, he doesn't say that it's only a Sias uh, Ava, then therefore it's understood that he learns a Kapshutai. And also that's the Pashtus Lashon of the Rambam, the Sefer Mitzvahs, also in Shulchan Aruch of the Alter Rebbe, the Oid, uh, I can't, you know, that the Rebbe just writes Oid, but as I mentioned earlier, the Chinuch, that would also be the Mashmois from the Chinuch. The Rebbe also points out in our 18 that when it says Loi Sachmai, which means not to have any jealousy, um, so this uh, Rashi's quiet from it, also from this idea of not being jealous, it's mashma that Rashi learns it kipshutai. So we see that Rashi in general learns these types of things kipshutai. So again, the, so therefore the question would be, how is such a thing shaykh to have a real uh, love to every single yid, even those that you, know, you, you have no reason to really to respect? Um, the second question that the Rebbe asks is, or really I should say that, that what's bothering Rashi with these sukkim, that with... Certain psukim earlier on, Rashi tells us that it says by Lefnei Ivar and the pasuk tells us and he explains over there why does it say that you should fear Hashem by Lefnei Ivar because whenever there's a mitzvah which is given over to the person's heart, and the person could always give an excuse and say. You know, when I gave this guy, let's say, is when you give someone advice, it should really be for the person's benefit, not for your own benefit. Um, so if it's for the other person's benefit, not off your benefit, nobody really knows that because people don't know what's going on in your heart. Therefore, it says, you should fear Hashem. And Rashi writes over there that this is by any mitzvah, which is Masr Lelev, it always says, and the rubber brings the R22, many examples. He says, and he gives many examples. Fine. So the question is, we said, first of all, A, it's Ava. So the source is Mukar Belev. And second of all, it's not just Tama Ava, it's Ava, which is Kamecha. So since this is something which is completely dependent on the heart, why doesn't it say also by Avas uh, Yisrael? That seems uh, very hard to understand. It, it should say because this is also something which is Makar Belev, but 
the Pasik doesn't say anything about that, so what would be the Pshat? So in Sif Dal, the Rebbe answers that with saying the Ahaftalech is a Klal, and also the idea of bringing the name of Rabbi Akiva, we were able to answer these questions. And he explains that by bringing the name Rabbi Akiva, that would answer specifically the first question of how we're able to come to Avis Yisrael on an Eifent of Kamaycha. The Rebbe first addresses the second question of why doesn't it say Yeresim also by Avis Yisrael. Uh, the Rebbe explains that Avis Yisrael is a klal, and the Kim B'Payol of this Ava is Shaykh also through the Kim B'Payol of the different Savuim that we have in the Torah. Like Salah Rachel, if Nevin, like Sech Mishra, not to steal. Any of these things would be a Kim B'Payol of the klal. So we have the general klal that you're supposed to love every single year. And then the Torah gives many specifics of how to do Avis Yisrael. And as we already discussed, in detail before, it doesn't mean that you only could be in these specific ways, but definitely within the ways that the Torah tells you to do, that would be fulfilling the Prat, as the Torah says it has to be done, and of course that would probably give it a, a much stronger Chashivas, because the Torah is saying this is one of the ways of fulfilling uh, this mitzvah. And regarding these Pratim, Itaka says over there, V'yeresa, so the Kamaycha, when do you have the Ahava? And the Ava Kamaycha is also when you're doing the particular tzavuyim that Hashem is giving you, you also need to have the Ava after Kamaycha. And one of those tzavuyim is the Inyan of Lefneiver like Sikhta And over there it says Vyaresa. So just like when the fulfillment of the Ava is when you're doing the particular tzivuy of Lefneiver like Sikhta And the Torah is telling you that when you're giving advice to your friend, Hashem, you have to know that Hashem is going to be looking into your heart and knowing, is this advice that you're giving? Is that based on the Indian of Avis Yisrael? Or is the advice that you're giving for your own selfish gains? So just like when Avis Yisrael is expressed through the Fnei Iver, Hashem's looking at you to know what you're doing. So similarly, any other type of situation where you're, it, 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 when there's a doubt, what is the purpose? Why are you doing this favor for your friend? Is it because of Avis Yisrael? Or is it for your own selfish gain? You should know that V'yoresim Malakacha or to make it, hopefully that's clear enough, but just to make it very clear, that since we're saying obviously Yisrael is a mitzvah klalis, and then the Torah gives many ways how to fulfill that mitzvah, mitzvah bapayol, so it's understood that even examples that the Torah doesn't give, but you're doing a favor for your friend, but it would, be, it would work with the same logic. It has to be mitzvah obviously Yisrael, but if you're doing it for your own selfish reason, that's not a fulfillment of obviously Yisrael. On the contrary, that's lefnei iver leisit demichshel, or in a situation where lefnei it wouldn't be lefnei iver leisit demichshel, it definitely won't be fulfillment of that idea of avis yisrael. And the Rebbe points out at R twenty seven that the chiddush of of yiras Hashem is actually specifically by mitzvahs the mitzvahs of avis yisrael, which are expressed in an action. But the action could be interpreted in two ways. Like if Neva Sitamichal is a good example, is it for yourself or is it for Avis Yisrael? But when it's just a pure Indian, let's say, of Avis Yisrael, just do you have that love? That you don't need to have an idea of Yeresa Do you have that love or not? And if you don't, you know, you should be Yeresa Because that's Pasha, my Kamashmalant, that you need to have Yeresa Hashem. Of course, nobody knows what you're thinking except for Hashem. So the only way ever to fulfill the mitzvah, Avis Yisrael, of real love, is because of your Hashem, because you care what Hashem wants, and only Hashem will know. But when we're talking about a mitzvah that other people see, so 
you might convince yourself that other people don't, you could convince others that you're doing it for the right purposes. But the Pasuk's telling us that you should know that even if you convince others, Hashem really knows what's going on. So that explains why doesn't, why doesn't it say V'yereisa Elekecha Ba'avis Yisrael? So the answer is, it does say V'yereisa Elekecha Ba'avis Yisrael. Avis Yisrael is a klal. And when you look at the pratim of the mitzvah, and especially by the pratim which are connected to an action which is able to be interpreted in two ways, it and the question is, did you do Mitzad Avishol or not? It does say Yiras Malakacha on Huadin for all other things which are the same style uh, act. Regarding the second question, or really the first question they're asked, is how is a child to have every every single yid can have love to every other type of yid? Lachaira, why why would you love every single yid? You never ever did anything for you. Uh, who says you even respect them? So the rubber begins to give that answer in. Part two of Sivdalit. I, I should point out that in many summaries and translations, people have learned that the answer of that question is really already in the first part of the uh, question, but I don't think that's correct. So I'm not going to explain it that way, but if uh, those who want to learn it that way, call a kavod. Uh, so the, the second part of the answer is really trying to take care of the idea of kamaycha. So we're saying, how could you, we said that from the, there's two parts really to question number one. One is, how could chlal, could you have like an ava? And how can you have an ava kamecha, which is self-love, which we're saying, where the Ramban says that's impossible to have. So the Rebbe explains, that's why it says the name Rabbi Akiva. Because Rabbi Akiva is the one that holds chayecha min vercha. Meaning as the Gemara tells us that there is a machlekes about how to, if you're in the desert and there's two people, and you only have one jug of wine, one jug of, sorry, of water, should you split it, or should the person who owns that water drink it? So originally, uh, I think it was Bar Kapara, said that you're supposed to just drink it yourself. I'm uh, sorry, you're supposed to split it, because since you have Avis Yisrael, it's supposed to be Kamecha, therefore you split it, and even though you both will die, but uh, Avis Yisrael, you got to treat everyone equally. So until Rebekiva came, and Rebekiva says, no, in such a situation, your brother is supposed to live with you, which tells us only with you, but he you need to be able to be alive first, so therefore you drink it yourself in that particular situation. So we see that according to Rabbi Kivon, it says, it says you should treat your friends, it's kimoicha, it's with a chafadimian, it has a semblance to self-love, but it's not exactly the same thing as self-love. So saying uh, there's self-love itself in its original uh, state, and then there's a love which is, has a semblance to that, it's similar to the self-love, but won't be on that same madrega. That's why it's kimoicha with the chafadimian. And Rashi already explained this type of idea earlier, that um, when Yehuda tells Yosef, like you are, you are like, to me, you are like Parai, so Rashi tells us, what does that mean? It means you're, you're as important, you're as chashiv, in my eyes, as Parai himself. So when it says that you're chashiv as Parai itself, it doesn't mean literally that he's like Parai, but it means he has that same a semblance, a resemblance to the same honor as Parai. As we see in the Pasuk, that when Parai gave Yosef the power, he says, without you, but nonetheless, Pari told him, but the Kisa himself is a Gadamimcha. So Pari is telling him that you're going to be like me, you'll have all the power, except for one thing, you're not actually me. So, 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 so this is the same thing when it says, you have the same love as you would have for yourself, like yourself. So meaning is, your self-love is, comes first, and this thing will have that semblance uh, to it. So in other words, what this means is that anything... Lo, anything which is not negated to your own life, you need to have the same love for this uh, other person. So if it's tall, so if you're in the desert and you only have one thing of water, so you take it yourself. But if you have two things of water, then you got to give him 
the other one. So anything, if it's chayecha, something which is relevant and, and it's negate to you, your own life, then you would come first. But anything besides for that, your friend is being treated exactly the same way as you want to be treated yourself. So it's, you know, so I guess it's like, a, it's, in other words, it's basically like a diluted, uh, fashion, a diluted expression of self-love. So self-love always comes first. You do need to take care of yourself first, but anything below that, you would actually have to give your friend. So that would explain, answer the Ramban's question. How can you ever have self-love? The answer is it's not exactly self-love. It's actually one step lower. Fine. But, but the Rebbe continues, it's a fey, but this is not perfect. Because true, chayecha kaimin, and therefore you come first. But in any other type of situation, when it's not you know, relevant to you and your friend, you're supposed to have this resemblance of self-love. That's still a very powerful type of love. So how can you still ask that from every single yid that you need to have this resemblance, this me'ain of ava, ava how much you love yourself? That's a chayr, still not shaykh to every single person to have it for every other individual. So this again is explained by mentioning the Rabbi Akiva. Because Rabbi Akiva tells us, this is from Pirk Yavis, Pirk Zayin, Meaning is that all Yidin are really like brothers. So the love that you have for another Yid is basically Avas Achim. So when you think about that this person is your brother, automatically you will have a love for, for, for him. And a love of a brother is a form of self-love. Meaning is you love your brother because he's really part of you. He's part of your family. He's part of your blood. You, you express yourself to a certain degree through your brother. So the reason why people love family because it's really the extension of themselves. So this is a very good example of when you can have a somewhat diluted form of, of self-love. So the self-love for yourself, but when you're for your family in general, you also have a certain semblance of this type of love. And that's what you need to have for every single yid. And that's shaykh when you think about how they're brothers. And that's why Rashi mentions again the name Rabbi Akiva to say this is how you come to this Inyan Ava when you think of every single yid as your brother. Um, and just And one last point is that the Rebbe points out a third reason why it needs to be mentioning Rabbi Kiva. It's because, if why does it wait all the way to Parshish Kedoshim to mention it? It should have been mentioned right at the beginning, right after Har Sinai, right, right at the beginning of Parshish Mishpatim, when it starts getting into Mitzvahs Ben Adam Lechavei. Why wait all the, uh, you know, all the way to the end over here, or to the middle, I should say? So the explanation is that we have a machloikis in the Gemara between Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Shmuel, how the Torah was given over to the Jewish people. According to Rabbi Shmuel, the general part, the klolis, the general principles of the Torah were given at Sinai, and then the, the Pratim were given at a later period of time by, um, by, by the oil mai, meaning is once the Mishkan was built, from that period on onwards, all the different, you know, the Kabbanists were said by the oil mai, the Dinei Tsaras, and all the other mitzvahs, as they came relevant, they were, at that point of time, told over. The details were told over later. But according to Rabbi Akiva, he holds that already at Har Sinai, all the Kalalim and all the Pratim were actually set at Har Sinai itself, and then they were repeated at the period of Oyel Moir, when Moish Rabbeinu went over the Lachos of Kabbanis and Saras, etc., etc. So, Oybezoi, according to Rabbi Akiva, the truth is that Kalal, of Haftalorech was already said, already by Har Sinai, which would be the Parshas Yisrael, so that a general principle was actually said before any of the other mitzvahs were said. So that is the end of the first part of the Sicha, Siv Zayin, and onwards, uh, it explains the Inyan of Yen and Shaltaira, and uh, this will be the end of this Inyan Shir, but I would strongly recommend everybody to learn the end of the Sicha, if you haven't learned it yet, where the Rebbe explains what's the difference between Rabbi Kiva's statement 
of Amri Bakiva is a Klagal is a and the idea of Hillel, where Madasanilah, what's hateful for you, don't do it onto others. Uh, that's the whole time. The rest is a Pirish Avit. Beautiful end, uh, but it is a whole shear for itself.